Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio at Blog Talk Radio. This is host Jim Ventura. Happy Tuesday. I think it's the 5th of January, if I'm correct, and we are smack dab in the uh, reality of 2009. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, uh, this is uh, a show about uh, philosophy, metaphysics, um, I like to say we try to keep our sense of humor here as well, too, but um, it's really about looking at the world through a different lens and a different perspective. And uh, I have been uh, doing the show now for going on a year. started in March or April of 2008. Uh, we run the show uh, every around, usually the first uh, Tuesday of every month, and then usually toward the middle end of the month on Tuesday, we tend to have a uh, interview show with someone in the uh, perspective field. So uh, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. If uh, you are uh, tuning in live, uh, you can uh, ask questions and things in the chat room, or you, if you're listening live uh, to the computer. Uh, and uh, after I read my monthly column, which I'll be doing in a few minutes, uh, I will give you that phone number, and if you want to call in and uh, have comment or ask questions, you are absolutely welcome to do so. I uh, always like to talk to people and remind uh, my listeners that um, all your points of view are really valid, and, and uh, I always uh, like the input. So anyway, let's kind of dive right into the column here, appropriately so for the month, uh, called Running on Empty. And... Uh, this, uh, maybe we can see the tie in us to why I use a little bit of a Jackson Brown song. Very little, by the way. By law, you can run about 17 seconds of a song without having to pay royalties on that. That's a little information for people <laughs> for the future. Anyway, let's dive right in. I want to read the column, and then we'll uh, proceed to kind of talk about uh, this subject. Anyway, the column is, uh, this month's snake oil uh, is called Running on Empty. And uh, there it goes. Okay. 2008 has come to an end. I can honestly say that I'm looking forward to a new year more than I usually do. I, like so many of my friends and clients, had more than a few difficult problems to overcome during the last year. Very few people have not had to deal with at least some financial discomfort. The plunging stock market, loss of jobs, difficulties in getting bank loans, and a falling real estate market have hit everyone directly or indirectly. The building wave of fear that currently exists in the collective consciousness right now is undeniable. In addition to general financial difficulties, it seems that everyone has had at least one major personal drama to contend with as well. Because I get to talk in a more intimate way with so many different types of people, which is one of the perks of being an alternative counselor, it is clear to me that everyone has been undergoing some type of personal trial, loss of a loved one, illness, marital discord, and a host of other painful human experiences, sadly, seem to be just a little bit more commonplace in 2008. In some ways, helping people maneuver through these experiences has made my own test seem a little bit more tolerable. 
primarily because she said, I see that everyone, in one way or another, is in the same boat. My business began to decline in the early summer. My usual income decreased by about 35%. As uncomfortable as it was for me, I leaned a bit on credit cards to help cover some of my expenses. Since I already have quite a bit of credit card debt, I found myself battling moments of fear and panic. When I was quiet and meditated on the situation, my intuition clearly told me that it would be difficult for a few months, but that some new positive things would emerge and would lead to more success in the near future. Still, on a day-to-day basis, the internal voice of fear yelled loudly to be heard. It drowned out the wisdom of the messages coming to me from my higher self and my oracles. At the same time, I was following the election coverage during this period. This newfound interest had me watching about 10 times the amount of uh, news coverage I normally follow. This increased the voices of negativity and fear. Yet it was the return of my old childhood programming of a fear of inadequacy that caused most of my discomfort. You should have seen this coming and prepared for it. You're a failure because you're in debt. You should have saved more money when things were going well. What will you do if things get even worse? Amidst all these obnoxious fear thoughts, I began to feel like I was running on empty. I found myself spending a lot more time visiting banks. It seemed I was either pulling money out from one area or another, or desperately putting money in to make sure bills were being paid on time. The battery light in my car kept coming on all summer long. I had purchased a brand new battery less than a year before this, so I wasn't sure why the battery light kept coming on. For the most part, I tried to ignore it. Then one day, after one of many trips to the bank, my car would not start. I called a friend who came to jump my battery and started right up. I had the battery tested, and the auto parts store said it was fine. A week later, it happened again. This time, I called my roadside assistance service to jump the engine. I took the car in for servicing, only to find out that there was nothing wrong with the engine of my six-years-old car. When I told the auto parts store what was going on, AutoZone, where I purchased a battery from, was happy to replace the battery at no cost. I was impressed by how they handled the matter, and for the next week the car ran perfectly and the battery light didn't come on. I really began to feel that things were beginning to improve. I breathed a sigh of relief. Six months before this issue started and the economy took a nosedive, I was getting intuitive messages that I should consider taking a part-time job, either waiting tables or bartending again. I was not happy with this message. The thought of going back to restaurant work in my 40s was embarrassing. I happily gave all that up five years ago. Returning to it was not appealing. I also got the message when I listened to what my oracles were saying, that I should focus more on the entertainment field. Psychic fairs, mini readings in bars, restaurants, coffee houses and parties are always profitable. I knew I needed to do more of this theatrical type of work, but I found myself resisting the message. Well, people often seem to love these types of short readings, I've always viewed them as parlor entertainment. When people rave about how a psychic told them they have three children, or they work as a nurse, I see this very differently. I believe that these types of readings are a mediocre use of oracles' intuitive skills. It only proves that psychic abilities and oracles work. I figured that out 25 years ago. What good does a psychic telling you that your marriage sucks, or that you just changed jobs, possibly accomplish of any real value? This type of thing does nothing to create insight, increased awareness, or resolution. So when I meditated, 
and my intuitive voice told me that I would be doing more of this, I resisted this message. A week after my car was fixed, I came out of a store and went to my start my car. The battery was dead for the third time. It was happening all over again. I began to freak out. I can't take any more of this. What if my car is just permanently shot? I can't afford to buy another car right now. My God, what will I do without a car? Why is my life so shitty? I imagined what it would be like to use the bus system or have to ask friends for rides. In my mind, I began to paint a very difficult picture of what my life might become. It was a miserable, bleak image, but I dived right in. After ten minutes of internal ranting, I was exhausted. Then I heard a few wise internal words say to me, Jim, look down closely at your keychain. I looked down at my keychain, and for the first time, I noticed that there was a small battery inside the keychain. This small battery powers an anti-theft device I have to click on or the engine won't start. This is meant to deter thieves from stealing the car, and is far less obnoxious than loud car alarms. Then it struck me. The car was almost six years old, and so was the little battery inside the keychain. I shook the device and squeezed it a few times, and the car started right up. It cost me around ten bucks to replace the little battery. My car has been running perfectly ever since. Considering how many difficult stories you hear about what many people are going through during this recession, I realize how lucky I am. If I decide to get a part-time job in a restaurant, it would not only cover the needed extra income right now, but it would be fun at a social level as well. I'm a very social person by nature, and I love the human act, human interaction when I work in restaurants. Some part of me had missed having a little of this type of experience. Besides, I would only need to do it for two nights a week to comfortably supplement my income. I spend a large portion of my time watching television on weekend nights. One can only watch so much television without losing one's mind after a while. Less television getting out into the world and getting paid for it would be a smart idea. Occasionally doing psychic affairs and a little extra theatrical work right now would also be a good thing. Some of the people I meet by doing this type of work will become new clients that will come in and do the more in-depth sessions with me that I enjoy. Many readings are a good way to get people to see the value in the work I do and profitable. In addition, it can be really enjoyable for people who have never experienced this type of thing to start with a mini reading. The issue with my car battery is a reflection of my financial issues. I realized it was never really running on empty. Often our greatest inspirations and true creative talents are released during times of difficulty. We tap into our most profound resources when we're challenged. Adversity can be extremely valuable. In both difficult times and easy ones, the voices and messages come from our intuition, a higher self, spirit guides, angel, God, whatever we choose to call them, are always there. We just have to remember to listen. My car battery and the financial challenges I've experienced this year serve to remind me that when we have any type of problem, there's always a solution that exists to resolve that problem. It sometimes takes some time before we can see or recognize what the solution is, but a solution always exists. The fear and drama that we inadvertently immerse ourselves into when we struggle blocks us from seeing the solutions. Sometimes the answers come, and we don't like the answers. We, need to, we may need some time to get comfortable with what we may need to do. Yet, when we tap into the part of us that is willing to let go of our stubbornness and take the steps to move forward, we will succeed. In most cases, when we solve the issue, 
we're then able to look back and realize that the things we needed to do were never as difficult as we feared they would be. When we're willing to stop clinging to our belief in victimization and embrace solutions, even if they are uncomfortable ones, it will lead us onto new pathways and roads that we never thought we could find. Often these new paths bring us great joy and wonderful new experiences. When I threw away my dead battery into the garbage, I realized that I was now finished with letting the current societal fear of lack pattern hold me back. I'm not going to participate in suffering during this recession. I turned something that was small into a huge ordeal for a brief while, but now I'm back on track. All my batteries are fully charged now, and so am I. Okay, so that was my uh, uh, January uh, snake oil column. And I have to say, you know, at, at this point, I've got about, um, I would say, maybe 700 people who get my monthly blog column. And uh, probably needless to say, I got quite a lot of comments on this. I think that um, really uh, 2008 was a bit of a challenging year for a lot of people at multiple levels, and I think this one really hit home. So uh, let me give uh, anybody who uh, might be listening live my call-in number if they want to comment or ask a question. Um, that number is 646-200-3966. Uh, again, that's 646-200-3966, and of course, uh, you would have to be calling <laughs> live. Uh, the show goes into archive uh, as well once we're finished, but uh, if anybody is listening to live, feel free to call in if you want to comment or uh, have a question to ask. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to talk. Uh, also, um, there's a chat room as well, too, if you're on the site, and you can ask questions that way, too, although I will answer them on air as opposed to typing uh, answers into the chat room since uh, that kind of would uh, sway me from, from talking. Um, I'm not, I've never been good at doing two things at once. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm fairly myopic in my perspective when I, when I do something. Anyway, so um, definitely uh, one of the things that, you know, I have to also mention that uh, I was talking to a friend recently about this current recession and uh, she is uh, also a fairly metaphysical person by nature, and when I mentioned the, the recession, she said that uh, I had to laugh because her response was, I'm not participating in that. And I laughed at the simplicity of that level of wisdom because uh, she's right. It, it really can be difficult to avoid that type of uh, the difficulty that exists um, in society right now. Uh, and... Uh, I think that uh, you know we have to make that point to break away from from the norm in that sense. So right now, the norm is really still somewhat of a fear-based response. Uh, and yes, uh, Tricia, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, join the club. Uh, apparently, of a lot of people uh, who are uh, Tricia just uh, wrote something in the uh, chat room, so I'm responding to that. Uh, hope you're doing well today, Tricia. And yeah, I think a lot of people have been able to relate to uh, the story and the situation. This is where I think that there's also kind of hope and a positive message in this that I certainly experienced because, you know, looking back on the situation, really, you know, I have to say December really was a good month for me, uh, and, and January so far has been fairly decent also. So I really feel like I've turned the corner kind of at a personal level. And 
I actually did get a part-time job uh, waiting tables again, and it was funny because I, I'm only, I get to only work Friday and Saturday, which is really ideal, and it should be some good extra money for now. And it's funny because I had a, still a little bit of trepidation about it, but when I met the owner last week, um, I actually found that the owner of it's a, it's a brand new restaurant opening up in Phoenix, and I met the owner, and, and I was one of ten people that he hired out of 140 or so that he interviewed, and uh, it was very complimentary to me. And then I met the owner, and I talked with the guy, and he was really a cool guy. Like now, I'm actually like looking forward to it, just again from a social level. And honestly, it's probably going to be another three, four hundred bucks a week to take in, which will easily cover my expenses right now. Cars running fine, also. And, you know, I have to say that even when I look back on it, I really um, was not, as much as I was struggling about not having a car and having to use credit cards and all that jazz, you know, I think about the fact that for some people, their situations are even far more dire. There's a lot of people that are upside down in their homes or who have lost jobs and, uh, and uh, I'm getting a question from Tricia about, um, uh, is the question on <laughs> the chat room? Is the question about um, where the restaurant is, or is it about where in Phoenix am I? I'll answer both of them. Then um, I, I, I live in I live in Phoenix, uh, Central itself, almost uh, border of Scottsdale, and the restaurant that I will be uh, working in uh, is called uh, Pasta Bar in Central Phoenix, and it is on I believe First Street and Pierce. Uh, and that opens, I believe, in early February. So, uh, uh, oh, no, don't, you're, you're not interrupting. It's absolutely fine. That's what the chat room is for. You're allowed to ask questions. It's no different than I, me, me talking to someone by phone. <laughs> she, she, she mentioned that she's sorry that she was interrupting. Absolutely, you're not interrupting. Absolutely. I, I enjoy uh, taking callers, and feel free to comment, and I will respond to those things as well, too. Um, my mind can go in multiple directions anyway. So, uh, yeah, you're absolutely not interrupting at all, Tricia. Uh, your comments are appreciated. Um, so I'll just relay them to anyone who's listening to this live or, or later on. Uh, so, um, yeah, I was saying a lot of people have had a lot more difficulty. The fact that I have credit, I had credit cards to lean on and, uh, and uh, you know, I had some uh, – I have other resources and I could have friends and I could use the bus. And none of these things are really the end of the world. One of the things for me, again, so my situation really wasn't nearly as dire, even though I have to admit it felt that way. You know, it's kind of scary to um, to, to see money tighten in that sense. And I am, uh, while I'm a Sagittarius uh, sun sign, my rising sun is Taurus. So anyone who knows anything about astrology knows that Taurus needs comfort. You know, where we feel safe when there's extra money in the bank and extra toilet paper in the closets and things are taken care of, and so when things get lean, you know, us Torian types um, can freak out a little bit over such things, so I, I realized that I was certainly getting a bit um, uh, understandably uh, overly dramatic about the situation, but yeah, it was a bit scary, and uh, I think that everyone, again, has gone through some type of thing that way, if not, you know, either more intense or milder, but, you know, everyone has had to deal with uh, this type of uh, situation. <laughs> also, Trish is a Taurus also, too, so you know from whence I talk. Um, I'm guessing Taurus is your sun sign. Uh, yeah, Taurus by nature um, is about security. You know, in fact, I always use a, a little, I'll, I'll sidetrack a little bit here for a good reason, but 
the joke that I often tell Taurus is when I when I do astrology sessions for them is that you know the Taurus the sign for Taurus is a um, bull, but uh, I, it should actually probably be like a baked potato, because the Taurus to me has a real wisdom in its simplicity. It, you know, there's sort of a, a good sense of a good meal, a good nap a good work ethic, taking care of things, a uh, stable relationship if you have one, um, a consistency about it that is, uh, you know, uh, the mark of a true Taurus. And uh, the baked potato joke is because, you know, Taurus likes a good roll in the, in the hand, a good roll in the hay, and then a good nap. There's something very um, fulfilling about those, those things for Taurus, those elements of that simplicity of life that Taurus knows very, very well. So when you're uh, when you're getting certain things to private, especially even finances, which really are a base need in society when you are an adult, um, that really can trigger a lot of fear. But here is where kind of the good thing uh, comes out of all of this. When when fear is present, um, there's two things that we can be aware of that will help us to navigate. One of those things uh, is that. If there is a problem, as I had mentioned in my piece, there is a solution. We all just tend to have this difficulty at times when we, when we get kind of quiet and we get the solution, we often can get more fearful of what the solution is telling us to do. For instance, like say you, you know, you're in a really, really bad relationship and you're really, really unhappy. And when you get quiet, you might think to yourself, oh my God, I really just want to leave this marriage. I just want to leave this relationship. I'm not happy here. I've tried every angle. I don't, you know, I don't love this person anymore. We're not compatible. Well, then the voice of fear with how will I survive financially? If there are children, how will it affect the children? What if he uh, doesn't allow me out of it or she? Uh, you know, what will my family think? What will society think? Oh my God, I've already had two marriages. If I, if I let go of this marriage, how embarrassing is that going to be that I'm, I'm single again? Oh, my God, I'm so afraid of, of dating again. You know, all these things come in that are really, um, uh, again, the voice of fear drowns out often a very simplistic answer in that sense. Same thing, you know, you can use the analogy to having a job that you hate. If you can't stand your job, you know, often a simple solution is find another one. But that is not necessarily easy for people, especially in this current society because we tend to have a really um, strong need for benefits, um, the benefits of health insurance and uh, insurance and uh, all these other factors that come into play with the job also are very valuable, but also can actually be a trap. A lot of times people won't leave a job that they hate because of the, the fear of loss of benefits, as well as often when you kind of stick to something for a while, there can be certain other benefits that come with it as well, too. So uh, for lots of reasons, once the messages are clear, we still may actually resist those messages, understandably so, because we don't realize that once we start taking the appropriate steps, um, and, and, in, and, and let me make another point here, that not oh, if you're not happy in a relationship, sometimes the solution is to get counseling or to work on yourself or work on the relationship. It isn't, the answer is not always to leave one. Same thing with a bad job. Sometimes it can be a, a turnaround in perspective in the way that you're viewing the situation um, that may resolve it. But I'm talking about real hardcore, intuitive knowing when you just, it ain't going to work in that sense. Um, 
the thing of it is, is we perceive, the fear voice gets so loud that we perceive um, the, uh, the reality of what we have to do from our present perspective. And that can be very, very scary because if you're living in a comfortable home and your thought of, of not being at home is very scary because you're not in another home yet and you, or you haven't taken those steps bit by bit to begin that process of uh, moving into a new place in a literal sense of the word. And often this, this takes some time. We have to actually uh, uh, take those steps kind of bit by bit and to uh, not really... Uh, Understand that we're going to be taken care of, even if it's if it's challenging. So uh, let me check here. I think I have a caller. Let me see if I get this right. Hello, nine oh nine. Let me try this hey, again. Jim. Hi, Hello, nine oh nine. My name is Tony. Tony. Yep. Hey, how are you today, Tony? Doing excellent. Uh, Happy New Good. Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. Hopefully, two thousand and nine is uh, is is uh, starting off well for you. Yes, it is. I was listening to your show, and uh, I was hoping you could give me some guidance as far as when I'm going to meet my twin flame. Okay. Uh, let me see what I can uh, pick up on that. Has this been? Let me ask you a couple of questions first before I, I, I see what I can pick up intuitively on that. Um, has this been? Uh, what's it, you know? How old are you? Let me ask. How old are you first? I'm 39. All right. So has the arena of relationship been um, an easy one, a difficult one? I mean, kind of give me that in a nutshell. Um, it's, been, it's, been, it's been changing. I've been single since um, June of last year, so a little over six months or so. And I, I've just, since that time, I've been reading a lot of spiritual books, um, just learning and... I have some oracle cards, but I find that I can't use them for myself, so that's why I'm calling someone else right. to try to get those answers. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes it can be difficult to read for yourself because you're not, we're often not necessarily as neutral in that sense. You know I mean, I even have the same trouble at times. Um, actually, surprisingly, when I read for myself, uh, I'm a rarity because that's easy for me. I, I can be detached enough to do that. Um, especially often a bigger problem when I read for f really close friends because I have to separate what the cards and oracles may be telling me from what I may necessarily want for them. That's why it can actually even be easier with, with people that I don't know as well because I'm, I'm more likely to be neutral about right. information as I pick it in. So uh, I think because uh, you asked the question, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull uh, an oracle or two on this for you, uh, for you. But there's one thing I want to uh, ask you before I do that. And that would be, um, how are you, you know, have you, the, the, if there's one primary stage that can move us from one place to the next is, have you forgiven and released all of your past uh, partners? Um, yeah, I think I have. I mean, I'm not in contact with um, maybe just one that I was partially in contact with. We're still friends. We're still good. I mean, things just changed when that relationship ended. Um, that's when I started growing spiritually um, from June 24th when that relationship ended through November 24th, you know, five months, a 20-week period. I read 25 books. So I just right. started spending my time learning and growing spiritually, and so that's where I am now. 
Excellent. Well, that's, it sounds like you're definitely on the, on the right path in that sense, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So um, let me tell you, first thing is I pulled a runestone, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, what that is telling me about your situation. And then um, I think I might, uh, if you give me a moment here, I think I might pull a card or two on this as well and see what I get. So um, just give me about one moment here, right? Okay. Okay. All right. So here's what we're getting here on this. So first thing is they pull the runestone. If you're familiar with the Viking runestones, they're kind of an oracle the Vikings use as a navigational tool. Uh, as a navigational tool. So you're familiar with the runes at all, Tony? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Great oracle to learn, by the way, too. And something I, I highly recommend for people who are on spiritual path. It's often a lot easier to learn to use than, than something like the Tarot which is much more complicated. A lot of times people, when they start uh, doing readings, they pick up Tarot, and honestly, Tarot is one of the more uh, complicated tools to learn. Runes are a little easier and extremely valuable. So the rune that comes up is uh, called Iwaz, and it means rune of defense. So it actually kind of marks a time when you're sort of learning about really also, in essence, what you don't want. So the focus is really on... uh, on getting the hang of what you want and what you don't want. So it's kind of like a navigational period. But it often, it often they use the analogy that it feels like a period of waiting for a spring to fill up with water, a fruit to ripen on the bough. So it certainly means a period of waiting and kind of a pause in that sense. Um, and that feels right to me. Like I'm, I'm feeling like the, the picture that I'm picking up is it feels like there's something that seems to pull your attention toward the early spring, in that sense, March or April, so I'm going by Arizona standards on spring, by the way. Uh, so there's something that seems to pull your attention in at that time, but they're telling me that it's not the, uh, a long-term relationship. It feels like it kind of gets you back into the game to some extent, but you'll understand what I mean, that it doesn't feel like um, it completely clicks or vibes at that point. And they're also mentioning that there's some changes um, in your work that come up toward the early, uh, I want to say the early part of the summer, that are kind of meant to kind of shift you off gears as well, too, uh, toward a, a different direction. Um, and I'm, I'm relationship, I want to come back to your original question in that sense. It feels to me like a, a big part of this year is really, really like you're moving into a whole different territory in terms of the way that you see life and the way that you perceive things, which I, I want to say is actually more of an uh, evolved perspective. So I do see a lot of growth around you at this point. And then it feels like there's a connection that's made toward the end of the summer and toward the early fall that feels like a pretty strong one with somebody. Um, so you bring up this idea of the, the twin flame, and right. it feels like someone that's really kind of in sync with the same type of head that I want to say that you're moving into. 
in that respect. So this feels like a little bit of a different arena for you in a much more positive way. But I do see the potential for a long-term relationship at that point. So um, you just kind of, this is kind of a navigation point. And I, I really think you're being honest about that when you say that I don't, I don't feel any anger toward the exes um, in that sense coming from you. And believe me, that actually means that you're more likely to manifest another relationship sooner because of that, by the way. Wow. Maybe you don't have to repeat those old patterns. Oh, so, yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the books that I've read have helped me with that because normally I probably wouldn't be that way. There's always a lot of anxiety and hatred right. towards the relationship ending, but just the things that I've learned over the past six months have caused me to change to become a whole completely different person. Absolutely. When is your, when's your birthday, Tony? September 18th. Okay, so right, so you're, so you're, you're Virgo. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that's, there's one thing I always say about Virgos that's, that's a, of real benefit, and I think that the thing that works for Virgo is Virgos really believe that everything can be fixed. Everything can be resolved because of such a practical side. I, I actually think that's a strength about Virgos in that sense. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of feels, it, it's an interesting thing to say, but I, I think you're getting somewhat fussier about what you want and what you don't want. That feels to me like that's part of what the year is about. But I'll tell you, that, that really seems to bode well for where things are going because I feel like, again, there's, there's a, a connection that's made like August or September that um, feels like someone you're, you're really connected with and that almost feels to me like there'll be work for you to do together. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it like there's a lot of shared interests at that point. And it, it's going to come pretty naturally in that sense. It's not something you have to look for. It feels like it kind of somewhat lands in the lap in that sense as you're kind of on your path. But I do see a lot more um, a lot more spiritual growth for you this year. That seems to be really the primary theme um, that kind of propels you and puts you into a different place around the way you view things uh, in life at this point. So you're on track. Okay. Get there. Just don't Thank you. Thank you for that no, reading. Don't rush it. Yeah, you're you're not don't rush it. I know you you probably sometimes we get a little bit lonely. That's <laughs> for understandable true. reasons. But you know what? Always think of you know, if there's one type there's a power animal that I suggest that people use and if you if you use the wolf as a power animal in meditations, uh the wolf represents that, that feeling of loneliness at one level, but it also reminds us a lot of times that comes from a fear of of exposing yourself again, of allowing yourself to uh to risk, to take risks and to cross into new territory in that sense. And the wolf gives us that strength to do that if you kind of meditate on that angle. In fact, in the Druid tradition, they believe that, that if you saw a wolf around um, a bridal party, um, it was considered an auspicious sign because wolves often mate for life. And the feeling that I'm getting here is I really think that you're looking for something really long term. And that's where you're heading. So if it seems like it's taking a little while to get there, don't have any concern about that. It's just because there's things you're readjusting in yourself to get to that goal. But I like where I see things going um, in the fall. All right. Be Sounds good. Holiday. All right? All right. Thank you. Good. Good talking to you. Thanks for calling in. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. So let me see. I'm still trying to learn how to work the system here. Um, I don't know if Tony's still on or not. I guess... Uh, I'm hitting hang. Okay, well, anyway, I'm working the system. Oh, maybe I'm not working the system well. Uh, 
anyway, um, okay, so uh, I'm glad he, he called in, and, and yeah, absolutely. No matter what uh, subject we're, we're talking about, um, you know, feel free to call in and ask questions about other factors, too. Um, that call-in number, by the way, is 646-200-3966. Uh, if anyone's calling in, we've only got a few more minutes on air. But, uh, yeah, I think that that's another thing, certainly an area that has, has caused some concern for people this year as well, too. It's not necessarily just financial. Um, a lot of shifts around for people emotionally and in relationship. Um, definitely, I think that, you know, this could be a potential topic for a whole other show, but I, I really think that the structure of marriage itself has been changing over the last... A uh, few decades, and really dramatically so now. Um, and it isn't that it's still not a, um, a valuable uh, tool or a place for people to go to, but I do think that you know traditional marriage is is shifting in that sense, um, and uh, that is also something that that really uh, is changing in this society about the way people view it. You know, the main thing to really really look at is if we look at the effects of 2008. Again, we can look at this from a numerology perspective. As a universal year, uh, 2008 was about uh, new beginnings and fresh starts. Um, many people had endings in the nine year previous to this and kind of transitions and changes. And the, the one year um, was really about these new starts and new beginnings. But whenever we start a new endeavor, whether it, it be a relationship or a job or a family or anything else for that matter, um, or even more importantly, like even if you look at it from a business angle when you start a business, of course there's an excitement about it, but it can also be a little bit of a rocky road as we initiate a new direction. And that was really a big part of what I think a lot of people felt in 2008, that sense of it being a little bit of a rocky road. Um, from a numerology perspective, as we move into 2009, we're moving into a 2 or an 11. And uh, the two is about diplomacy. It's about relationships. Uh, that would be good news for, for Tony on this as well, too, about uh, moving into uh, relationship energy of the two. But it's about balance and adjustments and adaptability. So we're kind of shifting gears as we move into the two energy. And also from the 11 energy, that's a more spiritual energy, uh, more about ideals and, and spirituality and understanding the self and increased awareness so, yeah, we definitely see these changes from a uh, societal level, um, even at a political level, but also at, a, uh, at a, a social and emotional level for people as well, too. The other thing I want to mention about 2008 is really interesting astrology that kind of came into play because um, astrology affects us all whether we're conscious of it or not. I love to tell people that because it's funny when people tell me they don't believe in astrology. I think that really comes from most of the stuff that you see in newspapers and, and magazines on astrology, you know, from an astrologer's perspective, if you'll excuse my French, is crapola. You know, every Sagittarius is having the same thing happen that day. It's, it's not good astrology. Good astrology really is um, eye-opening and, and interesting from a societal level as well as a personal level. But one of the astrological shifts that occurred this year is Pluto moved, uh, the planet Pluto moved into... Um, uh, Capricorn in early 2008, then it went retrograde backwards into Sagittarius, and then the fall it more or less went back into Capricorn, where it will remain for about 20 years. So in a nutshell, what that means, even at a societal level, is Pluto rules the, the deeper part of us, um, uh, darkness moving into light. It moves deep transformation. 
uh, it represents a part of us that has to overcome difficulty in that sense, uh, transforming the way you look at things. But often it can be a dark passage in that sense when, when Pluto uh, triggers us to grow and to change. So Pluto was kind of in happy Sagittarius for a while, and then it, as it moved into Capricorn, which is a more solid, secure, stable, um, devoted, uh, climb the mountain slowly type of a sign, what I think is what it did is it brought this fear into society about what if the whole system collapses? What if we're not as strong as we thought we were? Um, really looking at even the structure of finances and everything kind of got shaken up during this particular astrological shift, which really in some ways, again, has affected everyone. Although the joke I like to say is if you're already Capricorn, Pluto moving it to Capricorn probably was actually your ally, <laughs> not necessarily a difficult passage. Capricorns by nature to me are often a very practical, hardworking, consistent, cautious sign to begin with, and especially when younger can be fearful at times, more so than other signs, and motivate themselves that way. So if more fear is being introduced, Capricorns are already used to that, so for them it can actually be easier in that sense, because now other people understand what it feels like to be Capricorn. But on a positive side, these difficulties that have occurred in society and in the world are not really, again, the end of um, the structure of life. They're just reshifting and reforming. So, you know, here's my analogy to this. When you, if, you, if you're outside in the world and you're playing on, on a, a grassy hill and you fall on the grass, the earth kisses you, and it, you don't really get hurt when you fall on grass. You might get a grass stain in your knee or something like that, but for the most part, you don't really get hurt. But when you climb a mountain, uh, right here in Phoenix, we have Camelback Mountain, and if you climb this mountain, you have to walk with care because if you fall down and hurt yourself, it can really, really be a, uh, not necessarily a good thing. Um, and you would not curse the mountain because... Uh, if you fell on it, hopefully, you would realize that the mountain teaches us to walk with care in life. And that really is the analogy for what has happened with uh, Pluto moving into Capricorn. It's teaching us to walk with care. It's teaching us to not necessarily be so greedy. It's teaching us to strive for our goals. It's teaching us to trust in a higher process, in a higher self, um, and that sometimes difficulty is actually a good thing and meant to motivate us to grow and to be stronger human beings. So really that was what the transition of, that, of, the, of 2008 was about. And 2009, yeah, it's a bit softer, and it's about these uh, transitions in a more positive way. So uh, I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a great 2009. All of my readers, all of my clients, all of my listeners, I'm going to do everything in my power to help you guys along the path as well too and make it a good one because you have that right. And I think focusing on that, that, that belief that it is going to be good um, is going to create a good year for you in that sense. Again, we just have to get quiet and listen to the voices inside and what our higher self is telling us. Uh, whatever analogy this for our spirit guides, our higher self, God, whatever our, our perspective on this is, it's all accurate in that we have this interior voice that will guide us if we just listen. So, okay, it looks like my time is coming to an end. So I want to thank uh, Tony for calling in, and I also want to thank Tricia for her comments as well, too. I hope both of you uh, are having a good new year, and uh, I hope Tricia the tourist uh, is getting all the stability that she needs, and I hope, uh, and I'm sure Tony will, 
also find his twin flame. Uh, he sounds optimistic and positive about that, so I have no doubt that he is going to uh, make that happen in that sense. So uh, wishing both of you and all of my listeners a very, very happy 2009. Uh, I will be back again in about two weeks you. Kira, who is a uh, a minister at a Unity Church here in, in Chandler, Arizona. She's a fascinating person, and I hope you'll tune in to catch that. Uh, and um, and uh, if anybody wants to uh, get my column, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, and I'll put you on my list so you can get my column uh, the first of each month. Uh, and uh, that information is on the website as well too. As uh, you can check out my website, which is there's a link on the um, on my page. So again, happy 2009! Thanks for tuning into Snake Oil Radio. And until next time, uh, this is Jim Ventura signing out. And cheers uh, to you, preacher politics as well. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.